Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Carl McDuff and I'll be your host this evening. I'm here cradling a, a lens sip coming down with the flu, so I'm not in the best of moods at the best of times, never mind having to go back over what's happened this weekend. Here to hopefully pick me back up is my two guests, the wonderfully named uh, for tonight, Davey P, P for positive. Yeah, welcome back, Colin, and good to be back. Uh, obviously, yesterday's events we'll uh, we'll go over in uh, some detail, but could have been better. So, but I'm I'm as my my name suggests, I'm going to remain positive that it's, this is all in our own hands. We can do this. Good. I think we'll need somebody to <laughs> level us off tonight, so you can be that guy. Um, your your alter ego, your evil twin, who's actually looked out the <laughs> Hounds of War T-shirt for tonight, David Tomlinson. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Um, I'm going to try and be positive as well. Geo leaving a club, that would be positive for a start. <laughs> so, uh, no, well, uh, well, we'll try and stay a wee bit positive, but um, there's a lot to talk about, a real lot to talk about. Aye, there is. Um, there is a lot to, <laughs> to get through, and I like how you've just put your cards on the table right for the off. Um, you need to admire that. Um <laughs> As always, welcome to the listeners who are watching live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Um, as always, get your comments and questions into the comment section. Um, what I would say, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's quite an emotive time to be a Rangers fan, so um, we'll try and get through everything as best we can and no pitches off too much. Um, so... Davey P, before we get into the big questions that we want to address in terms of the manager's future and what happens with the club, what was your overall thoughts on the performance on the pitch yesterday? Well, obviously we conceded the goal in four minutes. You know, we were actually in their box. You know, I just made a wee brief appearance. But then when they put the goal on it, Tav, Tav didn't cover himself in glory. You know, in terms of the their goal, you know, the guy getting past him on the left, getting the ball across. It then takes a deflection off, I think it was King, who, who deflected off before it reached the Livy player, and then it, it was a deflection going in the net as well. So you say, hey-ho, you know, it's uh, four minutes gone. We've got, still got, you know, 86 minutes here to recover this. Should have been plenty of time. But we, uh, the rest of the first half was just not... I mean, we had plenty of balls in the box, Cholak with a couple of chances, but we just did not seem as dominant as we should have been. They were uh, obviously they're packing the defence. A wee a worrying concern for me was Livingston's confidence in, in just putting the ball out for a corner, knowing that 
you know, that that's a safe option for them. Because a couple of times, you know, you, you would have thought that they could have taken a chance to clear it, punt it up the park, quite happy to knock it out for a corner and, and confident that they can defend the corners. So that was a wee concern. But uh, in terms of the, the, the team that, that started, you're thinking, yeah, well, you know, there should be goals in there. Uh, uh, but we just just seem to labour the whole thing. As, as we've said, you know, in previous weeks, the, the intensity with which we play, uh, not good enough, I'm afraid. It's just we need to be sharper. We need to be more positive. We, our default should be going forward. You know, we've got, uh, we're playing Livingston. And, and then when we get to, you know, the 75 minutes onwards, is uh, it just looked like pure panic stations. You know, we have now got three centre-forwards on the pitch. We've got Kent on one side, Sakal on the other. You know, this is a, <clears throat> this is the kitchen sink time. And uh, we eventually get the goal and, and, you know, and we almost got the, the winner, you know, right at the death. But that is, uh, in terms of the tactical planning, what's Gio thinking when he's sending that team out to play as we did in the first half? And then when we, you know, the game time creeps forward, we still don't have a goal. And then he's making all these changes. So I would have thought, you know, maybe some of those changes should have been on from the outset rather than waiting, you know, until it's uh, it's kitchen sink time because it just looked absolutely pandemonium. I mean, it, it makes for a quite exciting time, but it, we're, it just smacks that we're not in control of this. <clears throat> Geo's not in control of this. It should all be more ordered. Uh, we we've got better players than Livingston. Just just mm-hmm. get that there right away. So we should not be making the the, the fist of it that we did yesterday. Well, I totally agree with you. And uh, David T, just before we come we come on to the manager's decision making as well, because I do want to. I do want to spend a bit of time about that Distrust, discussing it. And there's already some comments coming in about. Um, the injuries and stuff as well, which may have a, a bit to play, but I want to discuss that at length. Just on the, the first half performance with the players, and I wasn't a, I wasn't a massive fan of playing Arfield we'll do it wide right because I think he's been one of our, our more aggressive midfielders. And I think I said last week that the only, the only bit of dynamism and agility we're getting for the midfield is it Agent Scott mm-hmm. Arfield. So despite no being happy with how the team lined up. I don't think the players applied themselves well at all in the first half. They looked jaded, they looked they looked half a yard off it, um, they looked a bit lost. Um that was really disappointing to see. Well we're getting back to the same points that have been going on for a few weeks now. Uh, are they understanding what he's trying to do? Are they enjoying what he's trying to do? And if I can just go go back to the goal, their goal, um, and break it down a bit, because I've just watched it and, and stopped it uh, screenshot by screenshot. And Tav gets at the ball stuck between his legs a wee bit, and the guy takes it off him. He then runs down the wing a wee bit, runs into, uh, gets away from Tav. Tav's about two metres behind and was getting further behind. And then you had um, King, he, instead of coming to, 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 to face up to the player, he starts going back. Young boy, 18, I'm not going to start giving him problems about it. That's something you'll need to learn. But you, you don't back into the box. Put does another thing, which one of my greatest hates is putting his hand behind his back. If I was a manager and somebody put their hands behind their back, <laughs> they would be off. They really would. Absolutely terrible. But anyway, then you've got uh, Barisic and Davies. They're marking one player on the six-yard line. You've got the, the guy that scored. He's on the penalty spot, totally alone. Then you've got a player on the, the, the 16-yard line from Livingston, totally alone. Arfield's walking back. And then you've got um, a player on the edge of a circle from Livingston. And, and Tillman's trying to get back to him, but he's about three yards away from him as well. That's a, That's the goal. The guy had enough time. He was on the penalty spot. He had enough time to do a silhouette and and uh, and and score a goal. Turn one hundred and eighty degrees, bump, scored the goal. 
Nobody could get near him. Davies tried to get near him at the end up, but two of the Davies was Martin with Barisic, the same player. So that's the way they go. And the defending is absolutely shocking. It was really shocking. So that's do the defenders understand what they're going to do? That's that's point one. And then uh, no, to get on to the to this, the team selection, as you say, sticking Arfield out in the right hand side. He's, he had Matondo there. He had um, Sakala there. You could you could even have put one of the forwards on, put uh, Morelos up front. But no, he, he sticks Arfield out in the right wing. Is I just don't understand it. I don't get him. Um, yeah, Red Fan played good during the week. Doesn't get a shout at all today or yesterday. Sorry, or Saturday. Um, but uh, no, I, I just don't get his thinking. His football is just absolutely boring as hell. And I just don't think the, I don't think the players are getting what he's trying to do. And I, I, I don't think we're trying. We understand what he's trying to do. And I wonder if he understands himself what he's trying to do. To be honest with you. So. <clears throat> Again, we are going to spend a lot of time on um, on Gio, but I'm going to sound like a broken record. The reason I don't want to go into it straight away is I probably want to get it off my chest. And David P, I'll come to you. Um, the 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 buck lies with the manager, absolutely, and that's what we're going to discuss for most of this pod. My biggest frustration is while I absolutely think Gio has to take more than his fair share of the blame where how things have been. This isn't the first time we've seen these mannerisms for these players. Um, I know Davey's saying that the defending, um, it, it might be the tactics for Gio, but this isn't the first time that when the goings got tough and things have got hard at Rangers, that these defenders have made the same mistakes. Um, bad decision, Tavernier. How often do we see them letting cross balls in? How often do we see the midfield's head going down and they just play the safe ball? We've seen it time and time again under Gerrard. We've seen it under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Regardless of what happens with the managing situation, this has to be the last season for a lot of these players. I think they're, they're going to take care of that themselves, <clears throat> you know, the, just the way things are going. The other wee concern was that the closest to another goal in the first half actually came from Livingston when, mm. you know, we we took the cross into the box and then it's a bit of ping pong falls to the boy who leathered it about a foot past uh, McGregor's left-hand post. I mean, I, I thought that when, when he struck it, I thought that was in and it, it was probably the closest to a second goal. So they had one other chance, but our ability to, uh, I mean, if I wish we had had the central defenders that Livingston had yesterday, There's, that's how bad it's got. Because when the number of crosses we put into their box yesterday was just outrageous. And we just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And they were, gosh, they were, I'm sure they went round the Rangers players yesterday and they, uh, Gave them all a hug because they they were made to look like you know Maldini and Franz Beckenbauer because we just played straight into their hands, just lumping it into the box. Tavan, uh, Kent, and Barisic the first half. I don't know they must have been in double figures the amount of times that they just lumped it into the box, and Livingston were were having a field day with it. So, and and Gio's watching this, you know, and he's a, a football professional apparently. So, and we we don't we don't change it we don't you know respond to that. But I, I would have to say, and, and we spoke about this last week. We we could have written this script this time last week about what Livingston will come and do. You know, at Ibrooks, it's not a big secret. It's you know they're playing to their strengths. You know exactly what we're going to get. And I would have thought, you know, what little time we we did have on the training pitch yesterday. Or last week before the game, you know, between Dundee and Saturday, would have been spent, you know, trying to counter exactly the way Livy will set up, and and it didn't strike me that that you know we had done that, we had spent the time wisely, and we just seemed to you know sleepwalk in, into uh, the same old you know drudgery. I mean, in the whole game, we had three shots on target with eighty percent possession. <laughs> that's uh, that's very worrying. Very worrying. David T, um, there's a lot of comments coming in um, about my point about the players saying it is Giovanni Van Bronckhorst who still picks his players at the end of the day. But there's a few who are making 
um, the point that the injury list is long. So, as like, and I'm not saying this is a reason that Gio should stay, but has there been an element of unluckiness where a the some of the key players that would have made a difference, Haji, Roof, Morelos, um, Lawrence, have all been injured for significant parts. Um, his time since joining, as well as the shambles that was a transfer window. Has, has there been an element of bad luck for Gio? Yes, probably. Um, we have had a bad injury list. Uh, and, and But the thing is, you, you can only beat, you, you can only play the team that's, that's there. You, you, you've, you've, it's, it is that way. They're injured. We've got to fill it. We've had a... a, a, a a transfer uh, time that we could that we could have brought in. We brought in Davies. No, he was injured a few weeks as well. That's also unfortunate. But we still get we still get Sands. We still get. I mean, these players should be good enough. If we, they're not good enough to play against Livingston, then why? What are they doing at Rangers? If we've got players in that in that squad that are not good enough to play and beat a Livingston team. Then, then they shouldn't be at Rangers. They shouldn't be near Rangers. They should be sitting up in the stands beside you, Colin or Davy. Um, but um, they, they shouldn't be on the park at, at Rangers. So yeah, yeah, we, we can't do. But I mean, the fact that we've bought a, a, a guy from Hearts that we knew was injury prone, and he was injured probably. I think we played one game in the beginning, did he? And then he was injured again. Um, yeah, why are, we, why are we buying players like this? Why do we buy Hellander? Because he, we knew that he's uh, he was injury prone. He, I think he played he played about sixteen or seventeen games the, the season before he came to us. Why are we buying players like that? We shouldn't be. We should be buying young guys with talent that are twenty four. I believe is the age that your your brain's working adult. Um, so we should have players in that range. That are that are not cropped for the for the, the most of their lives, and yeah, the, 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 and there's only one man to blame for that. And I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not going to cut corners. Ross Wilson, he should be the first one to walk out the door with the players he's bought in. He should be the first one to walk out the door, and I hope the board listens to someday somewhere that they they get a hold of him and say, listen, you've brought in this player. You've brought in four players now. The last few seasons, they're not even getting a game. They're not even getting. I mean, playing a, a, a Arfield, a, what is it? Arfield is 34, 33, 34 out in the wing. But when you've got three guys that have just been bought for the right wing position or a forward position at least, and yeah, it's just Ross Wilson should be the first one. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe getting a wee bit in front of the. I'm not on my microphone doing as well now. <laughs> Getting, getting all hit up here. You're passing it. That's why the, <laughs> why the listeners watching. <laughs> so, yeah. David Park, I'll ask you the same thing as well. Um, like, has there been an element of, of bad work for Geo? Because um, there's a, a few a few comments from then which I wholeheartedly agree with. If we had um, Haji and Lawrence back available for next Saturday, or even Alex Lowry. Um, I'm probably a bit more confident. Um, th- and the reason I say that, th- there's been a few comments coming in saying that we started with two defensive midfielders. I don't guess that's necessarily true. Once someone's sitting in front of the back four, every time we had the ball, Stephen Davis was going for the forward, but we just didn't move the ball quick enough because that's not Steve Davis' natural game. We're asking players to do something that they're not used to doing and that's because the players we have available either aren't good enough or they're shit out of form Colin I'm not going with that at all sorry the the injury list thing nope I mean are we the only club that gets players injured that is uh, I mean look where David Martindale was during the summer when uh, his his squad from last season and they finished seventh and were you know within minutes of finishing top six Half of that squad then leave. You know, one of them ends up at Hearts. You know, so that's the kind of level of it. He brings in a whole load of new players, and then he's got the wherewithal, the resources, which are a fraction of the resources we have, and get to Ibrox yesterday with a team that clearly have spent some time in the training field, setting, preparing themselves what what they're about. You know, everyone knows what their job, and they're bursting their arse to do it. So, and and we're not doing that. The, the 
the problem I have with Rangers is, is it's all dead slow, laboured. I mean, just the, the throw-ins where we have to uh, pass it to Tav to take a throw on the right-hand side. We have to pass it to Borna to take a, a throw on the left-hand side. No, the guy nearest the ball takes the throw. So just keep the, the keep the whole thing, you know, moving, pace. It's, because technically our players are better than they are. The faster this game is played, the more advantage we have. So it's just dead slow. 80% possession, three shots in target. Absolutely damning. And all about some of that's got to do with attitude as well. So I don't know what Gio says to them in the dressing room before they went out, but I'm sure it's not, you know, take your time, lads, you know, just keep hold of the ball. That the, These things will open up for us. No, we have to go out there and make it happen, you know, with pace, one touch football, not 20 touch football and, and get round them so that when the guy is on the ball, that everyone who's round about him is then looking for the space to make the pass, which that player has as easy as possible. It's, it's not complicated stuff. We just seem to walk rather than run. So I'm not having the injury list thing, but we were playing Livingston yesterday, not Liverpool. So we should be uh, way ahead, way ahead. And the attitude absolutely sucks. You know, and, and then we found ourselves in four minutes. So uh, if Gio's not capable of, of sending that team out with confidence, even if it's tell them, tell them they're the greatest players in the world, you are, you know, so, but because it, it just strikes me, you know, from from where I'm watching it, that the guys don't believe it themselves. You know, it's it's all reserved. They're all too withdrawn. We we need to play with a bit more swagger. So, playing for Rangers for Christ's sake, you know, it's uh, we should be controlling games. Uh, we didn't I yesterday. Do, I do agree with you and. Over the last few weeks, um, I think I've probably been the last one for this podcast to, to turn into the, um, the opinion that Gio's, is, Gio has time up because and I, I do still stand by my reasoning. I think this group of players have to have a good look at themselves. Um, but I think regardless of where the fault lies, whether it's Gio, the board or the players or a mixture of all three, whatever proportion it is, I think it's obvious Gio won't get the best for this group of players. So regardless whose fault it is, I think it is time up. Um, David T, I know I'm late to the party with this um, opinion, but um, and you've 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 all made um, your your thoughts quite clear on it. So the question I'm going to ask you is: Do you think the board will sack him? Um, eventually they'll need to, but. The, the 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 fact is that it's going to cost a hell of a lot of money to sack them because he's a whole team. Now I don't know the the the, the contracts if if there's in in the contracts of uh, I mean what have they got about four coaches that are that are over from Holland plus I think the the doctors uh, part of Geo's team as well. Um, not sure about that one, but I think it is. Um, I don't know the contracts. If if Geo goes, then their 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 contracts terminated. I hope it's what that because if we've got to pay them all off, it's going to cost a hell of a lot of money. Now we know Aston Villa paid four million, us four million for Gerard. So I think you'll be looking in along the lines as well that we're between the two and the four million just to get rid of them. So um, are they willing to pay that? Of course, at the end up, it's, I said somebody is the board that employs employs a manager, and pays their wages. Is that that's true, but the supporters are the people supplying the money uh, for the wages and for the, the the board can put out a team and play pay wages. So once the supporters turn on you, then the end is near because then the money stops coming in. If people don't buy shirts, if people don't turn up to matches, um. Say the likes of the, the the European, if we'd still a game at Ibrox and nobody turned up, that that would be probably about a, a million, maybe more away from from getting into the club. Once that once that starts, then then the, the only way is downhill, and so the, the eventually will go. If it, it will go eventually, if unless he does something really magical and uh, and turns the whole thing around, which nobody sees at this moment. I mean, he's in a year. 
And as as I said, the the last year, um, winning the winning the Europa League, it was a red herring because that was that was mostly Gerard's team still, and they still had the Gerard fight in them. It's taken um, uh, Gio almost a year to get us down to where we are, and we've just get even if there was a glimpse of, of glimpse of hope that you could say, well. Things are getting better. Things are getting better. If we could just give them a wee bit more time, things are not getting better. They're getting worse. They're getting worse. So no, I, I just don't think. I don't think the board are ready to sack him. Unfortunately, now, but um, I think uh, it'll go eventually. If, unless things drastically improve, you'll go eventually. David P, I'll, I'll put the same comment to you. It's not really that we think Gio should go because then today we are just three dafties on a podcast. <laughs> you know, I mean, we don't have any sway over the board, um, uh, just like most of the Rangers fans, because I think we've seen time and time again um, the board, will, there's a big disconnect between the board's opinions and how the fans are feeling. Um, and I think there's been plenty of examples of that over the last two or three years. Where do you, how long do you think you'll last under this current board? Well, that is a extremely good question, Colin, because you would have thought, you know, if if Stuart Robertson and Douglas Park and the others were to sit down and, and have a think about it and be, you know, an open and honest chat about is is Geo the man? Do we see this working long term? If they've come up with the any other answer than no, it ain't, then you would have to, uh, they must be seeing something I don't see. So with my my opinion is that there's no long term in this. So I think that the board would show proper leadership and be decisive by saying, you know, see, well, it's four points and, and the situation is recoverable, then uh, we, they should act now. But I suspect the answer will be that they'll they'll kick the can down the road and we'll say, well, let's see how it goes up until the break at the World Cup. Let's see how it goes, you know, in the transfer window, which is, uh, I don't know, that, that's just denial for me. There's, there's, the, the evidence is uh, running quite contrary to that. So if they can point to a performance this season, which, which gives them, you know, some optimism, you know, and despite my peeve positive, and I know this is not very positive, but I'm trying to be realistic here. Then uh, this isn't good. This things are, as David said, things are getting worse, not better. So I, d- I don't. It would take, you know, a, some turnaround f- for this thing to work because I, I just don't see it happening. I think the writing's on the wall for Geo. He knows it. The board know it, although they may not act on it immediately. And certainly the range of support know it. So I think we just have to be honest with ourselves and, and do the deed. The thing is, David, if I can just jump in before you call on, we don't know what's happening at board level as well because there's all different things happening there. Um, there there's investors supposed to be coming in. There's a, a, was it you, Foxy Foxtrot over in America supposed to be. We've had a court case over, over in America that we ducked out of at the last minute. So we don't know what's happened. There was uh, rumours that, that, that Park was, was was going to chuck it, that he was coming out of it, and all different kind of rumours. So we don't know what's happening at board level. Um, to, to keep, I mean, they, they might be keeping their money. They obviously kept the transfer money, any money that we got from transfers. They kept that in, the, in their pockets. So we don't know what's happening there. So that that's going to be a big thing as well. I don't know, when is the AGM? Is an AGM in November? Yeah, there's one due before the end of the year, aye. Yeah, there's that's going yeah. to be a real, that's going to be a real, really hot discussion. That that one, and that that might be the day that some some of our things come out and decided. And, and well, David, my my experience of the AGMs is is that it won't be some discussion. It's it's stage managed, and you'll get something which about disabled facilities. You'll get something about cold pies. And and you'll get something about you know raw hot dogs and that's probably the 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 extent of it. So the guy who's in charge of the mics, the guy who's in charge, there's not going to be an open and honest discussion about you know exactly mm-hmm. what is the strategy of the board. They're just not going to do that in public. They're not even going to do it in private for that matter. So we're managed. We're at arm's length 
and uh, that's where we'll stay. And that's one of my gripes about the board is that we don't have an open and honest discussion. So this is the, these are the boards, the board members who are there are the guys who thought that Sydney was a good idea. So they need to get, get in touch with the, the customer base, you know, and then they'll do a survey and they'll never actually give us the results of the survey because I've, I've seen a few emails recently and they're asking us, you know, how's your match day experience? I say, well, my match day experience would improve considerably if we had a competent manager and we had a team who were actually look, look what they knew what they were doing when they get out there. So that's that's my analysis of it. Yeah. Jamie made a really good point in the comments, which I think um, most of will probably agree. That's what we're feeling for this board, that they're more interested in the commercial results than the field results, unfortunately. And I think there is an element of that. It won't be as black and white, but it's naive to say that they're no bothered about where we finish in the league. But I think they do try and prioritise um, the finances. And I suppose where, where we've been in the last 10 years, you can see why there should be a focus on it, but there has to be a balance. My worry with whatever happens, whether Geo stays for this transfer window or somebody else comes in, is how they're backed in. And um, I don't know how the next manager's managed, I suppose. Um, I've seen a thread on Twitter, um, I think I retweeted it, if anybody wants to go and read it, about since 2015, we've had seven managers appointed. Two of them were caretakers appointed, but from McCoyst to McCall, Warburton, Kishinya, Marty, Gerard, and now Van Bronckhorst. That's not good enough. Um, that Disney, that Disney scream stability or long term planning. And this is my worry, regardless of what decisions made with Geo, where he stayed, and if he, I don't think he'll be backed either way. Whoever comes in, I don't think he'll be backed wholesale in January. I don't see where the long term planning is. And Gerard spoke. One with one fifty five about fixing the roof when the sun's shining, and at that point we, we criticise Celtic for uh, for allowing us to to get within touching distance. Celtic should have been light years ahead of us. If we look at after fifty five, Celtic had to do a complete rebuilding. We we should have stuck when the the iron was hot. We should have been a year or two ahead of them. They had to do a complete rebuild, but no, we got complacent and. My fear is, um, David, I'll come to you. My fear is uh, complacency just oozes out of this board and it will continue to do so. Yeah, well, and I mean, they're, they're great at thinking up ways for to, to get our money into their pockets. It's as simple as that. Um, if you look, my jers, what do, I mean, what do the supporters really get? All, all, all you hear is, is them buying. My jersey buying tickets for, for away games for, for my jersey points, and we need my jersey points. Is any supporter get any control where that money is actually going to? Because if we it, it, they say that all the money, all the proceeds will go to the to, to supplying players, well, we didn't buy any players. We, we, I mean, I can't really say that, but we, we bought Matondo and uh, and uh, the, the left back and uh, Yilmaz. But um, yeah, that, that money, there's just other ways. No, and we don't know, um, Castor, what 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 what's going on there because they've they've still got a hell of a, a lot of interest from Sport Direct, which uh, which doesn't I don't like. But um, yeah, we we just don't at board level. We just haven't a clue what's going on, and they they just think up different ways to get money. If you look at the price, what was it, the three-ticket price for the for the European Cup was 180 quid for Rangers or something like that. And I think of other clubs, it was around about 120, 130. I mean, the, the supporters, you guys are paying over the, over, over the, the top for tickets. And they, they, they it's just become, it's too, coming too easy for them because they know Rangers supporters will turn up. They know there's going to be 48,000 at least at Highbrook every game, and they can just do what they want. And then give it, yeah, oh, cold pies. Let them eat cold pies. What the hell do we care? But um, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's the way the the way yeah the, the board think about us. And I mean, they are the, the the meetings, the invalid places, very very important. They are very important, and yeah, the, the people who have a, a good match day experience is. 
really important. So these questions should be answered. But the fact is, we should also have people there that are willing to stand up and put the question, listen, why are we not beating teams like uh, Livingston? Why why is the team, why are we not getting a team together that can pass more than three balls uh, after each other when we're playing a reasonable team? It's okay playing but over the back, I mean, 80% possession, but how much 80% possession actually is worthwhile football? And not just uh, the ball to Davies or out to Tavernier and then the other way back. And it's just all, we need We need somebody that's going to bring in good football. And that's that's not going to be, Van Bronker says yesterday as well, uh, a manager doesn't change his, uh, the way he thinks about how football should be played. Well, that's just that's him admitting that he's not going to change. He's not going to do anything different. So, for me, if he's not going to change, somebody else should change for him. That leads me lovely um, onto some listener questions. Um, there's been a common theme coming through. Um, David P, I'll get your um, I'll get your thoughts on it first. Um, after you was to go. Who realistically did we bring in? There's a couple of shouts for Michael Beale, the obvious one. Sean Dyke's been mentioned. Um, Malky Thompson in the short term has also been mentioned as well. Who has a realistic target? Uh, well, you would like to think uh, Michael Beale would be, you know, an, an attractive deal for for him because you know obviously he's not long at QPR. But clearly, uh, he, having been at the club, you know, he knows what it's about. He knows what he's walking into. Certainly, uh, if when the day comes, you know, we would certainly be contacting Michael Wheels you know, first. He would be certainly be in a, a very short short list uh, and sound him out as to whether he would be interested in that. Sean Dyke, uh, I, I, I don't know. I know he's been around the club and it's, I don't want to go back to blood and thunder. I'm looking for someone who's a wee bit more. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Technically superior to that. I mean, I, but he's clearly, he's managed, managed the English Premier League, so he uh, he knows what he's doing. And, and you could certainly, uh, I think the intensity and the attitude would be uh, absolutely required because I, my, what little I do know of Sean Dyke is that you know that we wouldn't be lacking in commitment if he gets to Ibrook. So I would be a uh, I I have no really idea. That one of the wee things I mean, in terms of the, the back to the, and back to the board just for one moment. In terms of the the overall management of the club, one of the wee telltales and and I could be dead wrong here, but see that Edmiston House, which is still a building site. You know, which was supposedly for our 150th year, and and you know, having had 150 years' notice, you know that we 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 aren't going to be able to complete that 
in our 150th year. And it, I'm just, oh, I wish Rangers would just tell us what the, these, they think no information is better than any information. We're completely in the dark as to what all that's about. And that for me is just a, just a telltale of exactly where the Rangers support are and with the Rangers board. We just don't get, and you'll get not so much lies, but certainly a limited information as to, as to what the, the real story is. I see someone's just mentioned, you know, take Martindale. Would that be uh, the worst decision we ever made? Because we've had Stevie G, who's, you know, at the first the drop of a heart, heads back down south. We've got Geo from the continent with the, uh, you know, horseshoe ball. Uh, certainly with, from what David Martindale has done with Livy, you know, from the summer to now, and, and they with, we get 80% possession, we get a one each draw. And they've got 20% position, get a one each throw. They're thinking, you know, that's working with their limited resources. So that's, I really don't know. It really, dep- the boards will need to uh, let us know. I, I suspect there'll be a statement shortly saying Geo's going nowhere. So that we're more likely to see that than the, the inevitable with that Geo's going to go. So um, just before I come to you, David, T, the, the Martindale one. Um, you know, it's not the it's not the the worst idea that's getting um, spoken about. I do see, I, I do think it'll be a British manager that comes in after Gio. I think they'll try and reset to try and get the best out of this group of uh, players in time instead of going for um, a more technical approach. Just the whole, you know, what Smith run through the walls. I think Martindale has done very well at getting the best out of a limited group of players. So there is an argument that he should get more out of certain players, but. I think it's a completely type, different type of role, um, playing to get points here and there and just get to top six to go on and winning every week. David, I'll come to you on Michael Beale. Um, I'll be honest, I don't see that being a realistic um, option. You know, just kind of going back to name dropping here when he came on the pod uh, for an interview. Um, at that point in time, he like, he did say off air that... Um, he wasn't approached uh, for the Rangers job. He would have liked to have been considered, but he didn't feel he merited putting his hat in the ring um, for a job like that. He need to be approached because, in his words, he was only Michael Beale and this was Rangers. So there's massive respect for the club there. So he obviously has a passion, but he's just, um, he's not back a huge, uh, huge opportunity in Wolves uh, managing in the Premier League. He was asked about Aston Villa's interest. He said no chance. He's happy at QPR. He gave that seven-minute emotional video. I'm, I'm nearly a QPR fan after watching that. I don't see all this happening. And then he jumps ship two months later. Yeah, mm. yeah well, the thing is, he, he loves Glasgow, doesn't he? I mean, he's, he's, he was really happy that his kids uh, were, were up here and his wife was up here. They said they all loved it. So He loves London as well. That's his hometown. Yeah, that's that's possible. I don't know how anybody can love London right enough, but that's, I'll put, put that in another trolley. But um, no, I, I mean, he's, he, for me, he's the best for the job. I mean, he was the man behind Gerard, wasn't he? He was a, the technician, the tactical uh, person. And you can see at Aston Villa what, what happened to Gerard now. Um, when, as soon as he left, they, they went downhill quickly, although that was never going to be a job that that you're going to be up fighting with the big boys because uh, the big boys, are, are, are there's too much money now. Manchester City, Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, they're, they're, nobody, nobody can compete with them, not even the teams in England. And look at the, I mean, even the teams that get, get, that go down in the second division, they get about 60 million or something like that as a parachute. It's un- unbelievable, the money there. Wild. Yeah, but... Um, no, that's it. But Beal Beal would be my first choice. Uh, I'm I'm not going to name any Dutch players because I'll probably get hit with bottles through the through the through the screen. <laughs> but um, no, that's Beal uh, Beal would be the man for me. And do I think he would take it? It would certainly be difficult now because he's just turned around and said all that about Queens Park. Maybe if he hadn't have said that and Rangers had offered him a job, I think he probably would have taken it because I think a lot of his hearts here um, because he's, he, he always said he still supports Rangers and uh, he, he, they'll never be out his thoughts 
So it would be a big decision for him. But um, I actually think he, he, he would he would certainly think about it really hard, and I, I, I think he would probably would take it. There you go. Well, um, just to give you the behind the scenes of the podcast, um, uh, I messaged Michael Bay a few weeks ago to get Leon Balogun for an interview, um, and he didn't reply. So it seems to be that anybody for Rangers doesn't uh, uh, doesn't reply to this podcast uh, request. So maybe there's something in that. Maybe he stopped replying because he's come back. Who knows? Um, David P, I'll come to you. Um, I don't think. Um, I think the three are in probably unison here that nothing's going to happen with the manager's position anytime soon, which leaves us with a a ball aka game against Napoli. Um for a time where we need our confidence back. This is this is just an unrealistic game that we are not going to get anything from. Um away from home. If they win um, they will most likely comfortably top the group I'm sure. Um and then uh an Aberdeen side who will be fairly confident that they can come to Ibrox and take something um, away from us. And that's, that's fucking making me feel worse than the flu in my body saying that. Um, how does the next week look like for us? Well, I think certainly in terms of the game on Wednesday against Napoli, I think the, you know, our, our track record of results recently kind of takes pressure off in a perverse way because we're going with to Napoli with zero expectation. So uh, all, all I would expect those players to do is, is that when they turn up in Napoli, they give their absolute utmost, nothing left. We go out there, you're playing for Rangers, you give your absolute best. So if they were to do that on Wednesday, no matter the result, I'll take it. But I don't want them to go out there scared, you know, hiding, Everybody, I don't want the ball passing the buck. I want them to go out there as you know, as a team, and they uh, do their absolute level best. And I want to be able to see that from the level of commitment. See when we we analyze, you know, the last 10, 15 minutes of yesterday's game, and the, and the level of application mm-hmm. where you know when Borna's running to, to get the ball to take a throw in, that's the level of commitment I want to see from the from the get go. Not when it's you know panic stations. So I would want to see that level of commitment apply to Napoli. You're playing for Rangers. Get out there, you know. So and and do your absolute best. But never give up. Never give. So as long as they do that, I'll take any result on Wednesday night. And as for Aberdeen, you know, same ditto. We go out there, you know, we ignore playing against players who are on paper technically inferior, you know, who who are, it's a far smaller budget to get the Aberdeen team on the pitch than it is for Rangers. And I think that over the long term, you know, that the, the results should reflect that. So we should never be, you know, beaten by level of commitment. You know, that is just unforgivable for me. And sometimes I get the impression that it's, uh, I don't know, is it overconfidence? Arrogance? I'd, that we turn up you know, and we'll wander about and just the pace with which we start the game. I want to see the sleeves rolled up. I want us to see us breathing fire and we go from the outset. Run till you drop and then we've got five subs that can bring on and maintain that momentum. We just don't seem to do that. It's all just far too laboured, far too slow. Why do it with two touches when we can take 20 touches? And we get, get to the end of the game and say 80 possession. You know, and as David's pointed out, and as everyone else has pointed out, matters not a jot. It's what you do with that possession. So we really should uh, dump all that stuff. Three shots in target with that eighty. That's just that's just daft. That's just daft. And Geo reading that must think, you know, what what am I doing here? You know, it doesn't. There's no more. You don't have to be too scientific about it. You know, that when what eighty percent possession and three shots in target over. I mean, what it turned out to be, what, 97 minutes? But, uh, no, not good enough. Gio needs to... And he, he's if he's coming out in his post-match interview saying, you know, we, we need to do better, by Christ, we do. But I would have to say it kind of reflects the, the standard of our recruitment because uh, Ross Wilson's got to take some of the heat here because, uh, you know, Gio's in the crosshairs. But Matondo yesterday coming on as a sub at half-time 
and then being withdrawn after 20 minutes, that's it. That is damning. You know, how he ever recovers from that is just uh, beyond me because no. you and, and Ross Dawson, who I take it will be in the stand, has just watched, you know, one of his bloody marquee signings get yanked after coming on as a sub after 20 minutes. You're thinking, oh, oh, maybe there's a target on his back. So there's and that, that level of accountability is not a bad thing. But we uh, we just we we yet to hear what the board have to say in all of this. But I suspect it will be more uh, silencio. I will not hear fuck all for the board. But um, the the last few weeks when I've been ranting and raving about this group of players, and I'm not going to let this drop this issue. Like they need to take accountability just as much as um, the manager. I've spoken about the cycle they go through, where it's almost complacency after a high. Then once the complacency fades, it's a lack of self-belief and then a lack of imagination. And then something clicks and we go on a run. And it doesn't, we, we don't play beautiful football straight away, but we do get, when the backs are against the wall, we do get the fight back in them. Um, it's just the last three, four years, we tend to wait far too long to get that fight back. Davey, the... Um, the, the players need to know now that regardless of the future of the manager, whether it's Gio or where somebody comes in, this group of players are playing for, for the most part, um, they're playing for the, the future, either Rangers or their next move. And I'm putting Morelos and Ken in there. Most likely it won't be here next summer, but they should be playing to get uh, a move that their talent deserves, but they're not going to get it with it, their current application. For the rest, in terms of... The players who want to see a long-term future here, another season, then this is this is their time. Um, they need to know that they need to start playing now. Well, you can add Kamara to that list, can't you? He's uh, he's not even turning up now, as, as far as I've I've, I've heard. The settlement well, he was in the fan village yesterday, so I, I I think there must be a niggle or something there. Maybe I'm not sure if Gio doesn't fancy him or he's checked out or injuries as well. But it's yeah. injury, I don't know. Um, yeah, this, this, these injuries, they, they, they always sort of happen to players that are, 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 are wanting away, don't they? But, um, no, yeah, Morelos and... Uh, but the thing is, why why did he not try Morelos and, and uh, Cholak at the beginning, right from the beginning, instead of sticking, yeah, Arfield out in the wing? It's, uh, it, it just, uh, for me, it just hasn't a clue. But um, no, the, the, yeah, they're the, the just jump. But the, the the thing is as well. Look at the midfield; it's just far too slow. You've you've you, and I mean, I know Lundstrom. He's got a lot of supporters, and they 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 uh, he, he scored a goal yesterday. But Lundstrom and Davis, Davis' legs are away. Uh, they're just far too slow. And when we're going to come up against teams like Napoli, that are super fit. And the likes of Liverpool as well. I mean, these guys are playing top football. The 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 the, 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 the way they play is they get the ball back as quick as possible. So they're shutting you down right away. If you're if you've not got the talent, the the the, the te- technical ability to get away, hold the ball and get it away before a player gets 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 to you, then then you're going to be. Uh, wanting in the game. I mean, if you look at Rangers yesterday, how often uh, I didn't look it back, but I, I was thinking of looking it back and, and, and actually counting. How often did you see a pass getting played one with one touch? It was just all the time, two or three touches and then passing it. Running ten yards and then passing it. It was, And as soon as you do that, defence is going to get back. If you look at the likes of Napoli as well, um, in Liverpool, as soon as you get touched the ball, they've got ten players behind the ball within seconds. So you can't get. There's no way you can get through them unless you've got the ability to do that. So I mean, we've got to go. We've got to fight for our lives. We really have got to fight for our lives. But I, I, I think that, that thinking that we're going to get a one 0 winner, I, I think I think we've we've lost that thought anyway. All we've got to do is fight our life to try and keep the score down to to one or two. Uh, unfortunately, that's that's the way it is. But then then you've got to think: How the hell did it happen that we went from beating teams to Dortmund, like Dortmund, uh, within a year? How that that we can't even run. We can't even. I mean, how the hell did that happen? 
Because life as a Rangers fan is not that simple. Um, I've just came to terms with that, that um, it's going to be the biggest heartache and the highest of highs um, all within a year of each other. It's it's just the Rangers way. Um, sticking with you, David T, and then I'll get David P's thoughts on it. What changes do you see from that point? And the reason I'm kind of huffing and buffing there is... I don't see what options we've got that's going to fill me with confidence. But what changes would you see come in uh, for the starting lineup? Well, not Arfield in the in, in the right wing anyway. But um, yeah, who the heck do you play out in the I, mean, I think if I turn up, I'll get a game. But uh, maybe Ruth. Uh, <laughs> Ruth, Ruth normally plays out in the, the left, isn't he? Mm-hmm. But I, I don't see the, well the defence. King Young King was only. Um, was only sick yesterday, I believe. He, he wasn't injured. He just uh, he just felt sick, so he'll probably be playing. So it's between him or Sands. Davies will play, Tav will play, and he'll keep Barisic. So there'll, there'll be no difference there. Um, if, if it was me, I'd have Arfield down the middle. Uh, yeah, I'd still love to see Sands instead of, instead of Lundstrom, but I don't think that will happen. It'll be Lundstrom will get playing, but um. I think we might see Sands, King and Davies set and a half. Yeah, five a five man defence. Well, Teddy Bear just said he'd play eleven goalies. Um, if we, sorry, we tried that. We tried that against. Uh, was it? We played with five men. Was it Liverpool? And look what happened there. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that great in uh, five man defence. I don't really like it that much. And just one thing that I want to add, and then I'll let Davy and uh, over Martindale. Um, he tried to play four three three last week, and they get gubbed. So he's okay, in my view. Uh, uh, getting ten men defences against Rangers and ten men defences against Celtic, but when he's got to go out and attack teams like Aberdeen, like uh, like your Hearts, like your your St Mirrens, then you've got to. Uh, is, is he any good there? Because that's a few games now against the war teams that he's lost. Ross County, I think you no, no, they're away. But he lost he lost a few games. Um the the uh, he, he had to, they've got to come out and attack and he can't do that. So that's that's my that's my, my thoughts about him. No, I do agree and it's um and I'm not saying he well, you never know, I suppose, but it's just it doesn't fill me with confidence that he'd be able to come in um just put teams to the sword and that's why we need well, that's what we need for this team. Um, Davy P back on the Wednesday then, so honestly, when when we need a battle cry, you are the fucking perfect guy to get on, man. Um, the, the listeners uh, mentioned it in the comments there, you do love an inspirational speech and I feel better already. So um, in terms of the team selections, are there any wholesale changes you, you would make um, post-Brave Heart speech? No, I would think that uh, on Wednesday, the the geo will go with the, the hardy perennials, you know. So it's I don't see there are going to be massive changes, but what needs to change massively is their attitude. So if they're going out there, saying, "Oh, well, you can keep it down to two or three, you know," and as long as uh, I'm no the guy, that I'm no the fall guy, they need to take some responsibility. They need to stick together, and they need to absolutely do their utmost. And if as long as they do that, then I'll be I'll be perfectly content, whatever that brings us. So that's what I expected. I don't require when we go to, if we go two goals down, you know the heads go down, they chuck it, and it's every man for himself. I never want to see that in a Rangers team. They're in it together. They need to demonstrate that and 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 do their absolute utmost. So that means playing with pace, playing with energy, commitment. You know so. I think it's it's kind of like Walter Smith telling uh, who was the boy? The boy rattled Roy Keane Thompson. Wasn't it the guy who came for Hibs? Kevin Thompson. Oh, I, I don't know why I mentioned that man because see the amount of people are suggesting him as the next manager. Um, I love Kevin no. Thompson. Well, oh. well Walt, Walter Smith sending Kevin Thompson out to, to play against Celtic saying, Kevin, get out there. If you're not booked in 20 minutes, I'm bringing you off. So... <laughs> that's what we uh, we go out there, you know, and, and if you don't apply yourself appropriately, then uh, the writing's on the wall for you. So we're not going to change this in the short term, but in the longer term, 
we, we can change it and we shouldn't be accepting, you know, people going out there to hide. So, and because when you're playing in front of 50,000 at Ibrox, there is, there's nowhere to hide. I think some of them think they can do it. We know and shun responsibility. I think Warner was the king of it, but he's uh, certainly, he's been persuaded from the, the guys in the stand that it's, uh, it's no, no longer not on for him to turn the ball back at, at every time he gets it. So we've managed to kind of turn him around just a wee touch. But uh, as long as the guys give their utmost, then I'm sure we'll do okay. Because Napoli, you know, Napoli have, from last season, obviously they're having a very good season this season uh, in Italy and in the Champions League. But we should be go out there because if it's just strictly about resources, and then Livingston don't have a chance yesterday. But look what happened. So get organised, get committed, get out there. Well, well it's called Rose says somebody says in the app if, if we don't turn up, do we beat three <laughs> <laughs> nil? I know that, that's right. I think I said uh, came out, but he's not even available, is he? Um, so um, I know. Don't turn up, get beat three, not enough way, Ruth, who's ineligible, <laughs> and I will just forfeit the game. Probably the best. Davey, I was saying to Colin, you know, before we come on live, that we should just send a whole load of track sets over to Livingston and send them to Napoli. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, see, one of the funny, the, no, that's no funny, one of the, Stephen Kelly was man of the match in, in, in the, the, the SPFL team for the team of the week in the midfield. <laughs> Aye. If you, you're saying it's not funny, if you don't laugh, you'll fucking cry. I tell you that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have really, I don't really have any insight for how I want the team to set up, and it's mainly, mainly because I don't know what you can change in Wednesday. Uh, there's, there's nobody on form right now. I think I'm just the same. I just want a bit of application, and we might go and try our best and still get beat off a better team, but we just need that effort and that spirit. Um, Probably the only thing I, I, I think I would go with a back three with James Sands going in uh, with Leon King and Ben Davies. Because um, I know Lonesome is short of form, but I still think on his he's our best midfielder. Um, I think Gio's right play um, a back three, and I'd rather Lonesome in the middle of the park. Um, but what do I know? Um, that's us approaching the hour mark, gentlemen. I think that's as good a time as any to wrap up. Um, I oddly feel a wee bit better getting all that off my chest, but no doubt uh, come come recording time on Thursday night, Rangers have done something else to piss me off. Um, just before we go, a massive thank you to all the listeners um, who are watching on YouTube, get involved in the comments, and then everybody who watches or listens after the facts. It really is much appreciated, and if you can find us a like um, or a follow wherever you get your podcast, it's much appreciated. All that's left to do is thank my, my two wonderful guests for coming on. Um, I just need you to say your goodbyes to the listeners and I'll press you for a prediction on Wednesday night, starting with Captain Positivity himself, David Pollock. Well, uh, having just m- moans, you know, my, my Hida for the last hour, I'm going to have to justify my P for positive and I'm going to go with a one-each draw on Wednesday. Call me an old loony if you want. No, but in nearly in nearly three years of podcasting, I have not once predicted that Rangers are going to go and get beat. So I'm with you. I am not for. I can't bring myself to it. Call me naive. Call me a fucking idiot. I'm not going to do it. So I'll take that. Um, always a pleasure bringing you on for the continent as well, David T. Thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'll just wipe my T-shirt. That's that's what we need. That's what we need. And uh, we need the growl and the, the grit to get into them. Um, no, I, 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 yeah, sorry. I, I, I don't like going against Rangers, but I, I don't see us winning. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go for the 3-0 that they beat us at Ibrox and hopefully we can, we can go with that and we'll get beat 3-0. And Davy, you asked me to say something in Dutch last week to about, about I don't know what it was about. So I'll say something this week. Geo rot up. There you go. I think you can imagine what it is. 
<laughs> that, that better not be something sectarian and Dutch and I'm fucking <laughs> and I'm getting in the re- record tomorrow. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just telling them that please go. <laughs> well, <It's> done for. Going <laughs> um, back a wee bit more positive, um, I think, and again, I'm waiting for this spark for this group of Wales. That's. Um, that's it's going to happen at some point this season. It may be too late once it does, but this this group of players will do. We're going to run a form, um, just waiting for it to happen. It's just part of this annoying cycle that they do. We're going to roll one each as well. I was thinking not each, but who am I kidding? We are going to fucking concede away from home. So, no, no. Get a point on the board, back up the road, and which all we need to do is beat Ajax to, to qualify for the Europa League. So <laughs> you you you're really pushing it now, Colin. <laughs> you're really pushing it now. <laughs> that was my third lens sip. I was going to in my head. I've so, never I've never heard a vodka lens sip before. <laughs> it was better than the tops I was about to tan on this pod. Um, so, on that note, thank you all for listening. Um, really much appreciated. Hope your team wins on Wednesday. And just remember, regardless what happens, we are and always will be the people. Take care. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 